Hello. Now, this episode is the second of a two-part interview that I have with Evan Montero, co-founder and managing director of DIY Blinds. So if you haven't listened to the last episode, stop, stop now, (laughs) go back and listen to that first part, and then this will make a lot more sense. If you have listened to it, stay tuned. We're going to be listening to part two of my conversation with Evan Montero. Let's dive in. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. Now, before we dive into the interview, if you're listening because you want to get it right in your home's interior design, well, let me take a moment to tell you about the online program, Interior Design 101. If you're like most homeowners I know, dreaming, planning and choosing the interior design, finishes and items in your home, it's one of the fantastic and exciting highlights of any renovation or new build project. And yet, It can also be a minefield of options, confusion, and overwhelm. Would you like to simplify those choices and have total clarity and confidence that your interior design will help you create your beautiful, functional, feel-good home? Well, that's exactly why Interior Design 101 was created. Interior Design 101 is a self-study DIY program. It contains the full version of all the interviews that are included in the podcast season. I couldn't put all of the questions into the podcast, so we've got the full interviews in both audio and video format, plus extra content that's been specifically created for Interior Design 101. There's full transcripts of all of our interviews. There's also extra checklists, guides, design layouts, and so much good stuff to support you in the interior design of your renovation new home or smaller project. This program has been designed to help you gain clarity and confidence in all those selections and decisions that you need to make for the finishes, fixtures, colors, materials, and items that you'll be living with every day. So if you'd like to learn more about Interior Design 101, then head to www.interiordesign101.com.au. And that's the numbers, the numerals 101. So Interior Design 101.com.au and I'll pop that link in the show notes as well. Now, without further ado, let's kick off our episode. So I do hope that you've had the chance uh, in between episodes to check out the DIY Blinds website and to see the great products there, the helpful resources, the things uh, that you can do in terms of ordering samples, the way that it walks you through uh, checking out and ordering the blinds, the ability to actually get put together a whole quote for your order first and you know sort of suss all of that out before you go through the process of actually ordering it. There's some really great... Uh, tips and helpful information and lots of great pictures too to help you understand what's possible with the different types of window furnishing. You know, I find that people uh, are not really aware of just the range and the amazing kind of difference that what you choose can make to the feeling and functionality and performance of the spaces in your home. And when you think about this early in your design phase, even the process of you sizing and designing your uh, external windows and doors thinking about how glass is arranged in your home, you can make such a 
uh, I suppose, such a more informed decision about where you position your windows and doors, how they're sized, uh, how to best kind of arrange them and work with things when you think about how you're going to add window furnishings to them down the track. So even if window furnishings aren't something you can necessarily budget in as part of your project now, definitely thinking about how you're going to design all of those openings, like all of that glass in your home, that you, all those holes that you're cutting in the exterior of your home, how you're going to put window furnishings on them in the future you'll just have a much better design outcome if you think about that now. So, you know, and you can do certain things that you can build into the construction phase that just set you up for a much better outcome over the long term. So in this episode, we're going to learn more about what these opportunities are and how to maximize them and the process of designing and selecting your window furnishings and how to think about all of that. So Evan and I, we're going to continue our conversation about different types. Uh, We're going to be talking specifically about plantation shutters. These have become a really super popular choice, particularly with a lot of people choosing more of a Hampton style home uh, or just wanting that coastal look in their home. The window furnishings can make a big difference. Plantation shutters are seen as a good choice in terms of giving you flexibility with privacy and light during the day as well. So uh, definitely that's something that people are looking at accommodating. And so um, I have seen a real, I suppose, increase in the use and the specification of these for people's homes, but they're one that you can just stuff up so badly if you don't know what you're doing. So, um, and they can be such a chunky investment as well. So Evan's got some really great tips to think about and ways to do this really affordably in your home too. We're going to talk more about key design decisions, some fantastic things that you can do with your window furnishings so that you can really integrate them in a really high level way at an affordable kind of point because of the thought about them into the design phase. And Evan shares more information about mistakes that he sees homeowners making. And then he talks through how to confidently order Uh, your window furnishings online. So I have done this. It wasn't with DIY blinds. It was many years ago in our second renovation. I actually did a lot of the ordering of the uh, window furnishings in that home online. And it felt a little bit nerve wracking because you feel like you're going to order these things that are going to be, it's not like you can necessarily, you know, back then I, you know, I thought, well, if I stuff this up by two or three centimeters, I'm going to really kill it. So Evan is great because he talks through how they've actually accommodated um, some kind of ability for flexibility in the way that they design their blinds are made, so that your measurements can have a, a, a you know small amount of tolerance in them. But he also talks through how DIY blinds have actually set up their whole business to support you, so that you feel so confident and informed through that process, from the point of you know how you navigate the website through to being able to speak to humans um, locally. And, uh, you know, really getting a great result from your window furnishing so that you get it right in your home overall. So we're going to dive into this episode now. I really hope that you enjoy it and uh, check it out. Now, you did mention shutters. That's a really popular choice, I say, particularly in Hampton style homes, which a lot of people are keen to do or coastal style homes. Um, And they really, I think they really love the... It feels like a very prestigious uh, and a secure form of window furnishings. Plantation shutters are definitely the Rolls Royce. In terms of window furnishing, plantation shutters suit period homes, they suit modern homes, and they are fantastic. They're easy to maintain and clean. Um, However, take into consideration the harsh weathers we get here in Australia, from the extreme colds to the extreme heats. Our shutters are made in Australia. They are VOC tested. Um, They're VOC-free. VOC is this... Uh, toxic gas that's known to be in a lot of shutters. I'm sure you've seen the current affair episodes about VOC gases. 
that happens to plastics when they start to bleach. So that sun hits them, they start to bleach, and they emit this nasty VOC gas. Ours won't do that. Ours has a lifetime warranty not to bleach, blister, peel, or warp. Um, the reason being is we don't skimp on materials. They're Australian-made plantation shutters. They're all constructed here, and you're able to have that peace of mind in terms of quality and safety for your family. Why are plantation shutters are very popular? Again, same factory, other retailers are selling this for, so the same shutters coming out of the same factory, six, seven hundred dollars square meter, and they have to because their expenses are a lot higher. It's that simple. E-commerce versus brick and mortar. I think e-commerce is definitely in the future, and the reason being is we're able to offer better value to our customers. So I challenge anyone to find a plantation shutter that's made in seven days here in Australia, the same quality in terms of warranty, so 20 years manufacturer's warranty, lifetime warranty never to bleach, peel, or blister, or warp. Um, and again, if you're not comfortable installing, although it's pretty easy, we can install it for you. Um, I'm going to touch on a, a different topic that directly relates to this, and that's commissions. None of my guys get paid commissions. So in terms of how slow you need to go or how fast you need to go, how much advice you need to have, none of them are going to give you the wrong information just to get a sale done, which is the, the most common problem with our industry in terms of window furnishing. Um, there's too many pushy salespeople that will come visit you in your home. You've got to buy now. Otherwise, you lose your 20% off. But if you don't buy now, next week, they'll probably offer you 40% off. And, and that, that commission incentive often or that dollar incentive in terms of commissions often incentivizes people or not incentivizes people but encourages people to have bad behaviors because they just want to get the sale. They don't care about making sure that it fits properly and that it's functional and beautiful. So my guys, uh, in terms of the way they've been trained, is they will think about the design of your window furnishing, whether it's shutters or curtains, to make sure that it suits your need. And they will tell you if it's not going to be suitable or if you should just think of something else completely. They're not incentivized to sell products. And honestly, I think that's the, the biggest uh, pillar in terms of why I'm so confident that we're able to provide great advice. Um, but make sure when you're planning your, your shutters out, have a chat to the team if you're unsure because there's a lot of considerations that you want to make. Recess fit versus face fit. We always opt for recess fit if you can. If you don't have enough depth in your window, then potentially you might have to do a face fit. Um, other things to consider are panel combinations. So similar to roller blinds and EasyLink, you want to make sure that your panels line up to your window frames. You want to have minimal amount of panels so that because the louvers are the hero. By tilting your louvers, you're able to connect with the outdoors. And when you tilt your louvers, you don't want to see your window frame. You want to see just glass and your outdoor. Um, the other good thing with the polylight shutters, uh, actually, which I don't really harp on about, but it's a big factor, is that the panels that we have can go 950 millimeter wide. I know that a lot of our competitors who bring it in from overseas where you're waiting six to eight weeks or June Chinese New Year's waiting 12 weeks is that their panels can only go 650 wide or 700 millimeters wide, which is a very big downside in terms of being able to get uh, maximum connectivity with the outdoors. So you'll find that there's a lot of windows out there that are around the 900 millimeter wide, um, whether it's a single panel or multiple panes of windows. What's the maximum height on them? Maximum height for us is 3.2 meters, but we can do barnyard door layouts so that you just have basically panel, same wind, same frame for the shutter, but you have multiple panels. So like a barnyard door. Think of Mr. Ed, if anyone watched Mr. Ed, uh, like a, yeah, the, the talking horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the other thing to consider with uh, anything that you're buying overseas that's annoying with shutters uh, versus Australia, if something goes wrong with shipping, you're looking at another six to eight weeks to remedy the problem. Um, unlike us, because it's made here in Australia, if something goes wrong, we're able to get it fixed quickly. And I'm going to brag a little bit here, Amelia, forgive me. 
But I'm really proud of the team. We didn't expect it, but we won the 2019 Product Review Award. Well done. Um, which the team is absolutely chuffed about. But I think that's a very good reflection of what we do best in terms – and we don't shine when we do a good job because we like to think we do a good job as a standard. We shine when things go wrong because we are able to get things done quickly and move fast to actually remedy those problems. And unlike a lot of other retailers, I wasn't from the blinds industry. I came from corporate finance. I came into the software industry, and that's what we're, what we're doing. So I know all about service. I know about customer service. I know the importance of being able to pick up the phone, have someone to contact, and actually get a response from. Um, and there's a le- level of transparency because you're dealing directly with a factory. It's not a retailer umming and ahhing and guessing and just trying to pacify a customer. We're actually trying to find solutions. Um, yeah, again, what I'm most proud of the team is not what we've been able to achieve. It's what we've been able to achieve when things have gone wrong. And I think that's reflective to um, a lot of the customer sentiment that you might see on Instagram or Facebook um, with some of the beautiful designers, architects, and, and ongoing customers that we work with. Yeah, that's brilliant, Evan, and congratulations. That's a huge achievement. So now with the plantation shutters, you like it's clear that it's a really good product and the, the nature of what people are doing. I think that one of the concerns with plantation shutters is they feel like a really permanent exact kind of fixture to specify you know the fit is so important how they hinge out um, becomes such a key part of their functionality Um, how do people get confidence around knowing that they can do this online and still get a really good result you know with that kind of fixing but then even if they're retrofitting it to an existing window in a house how yeah how do you encourage people to think about doing that confidently and what they need to consider in how they're going about sort of sizing and designing those particular plantation shutters? Uh, We have got, to answer your question specifically, we've got some great videos and we've got some great videos on the way in terms of how to, but the best thing that you can do is we've got a team here that you can call, send photos to via Instagram, Facebook, you can Skype, you can email the photos through, we can eyeball your space, give you some um, very clear instructions on how to measure it. And once we've eyeballed it, we're also able to give you some advice as to what panel combination would suit you best. Um, there's a lot of things that we'd sell that isn't on our website. And also, because there's no commissions, here's the other thing. My guys will try and ascertain what your level of DIY capabilities is. If you are going to go out and buy an electric drill for the first time, DIY and plantation shutters probably isn't for you. <laughs> there's a good chance we'll be able to do the installation for you if you're a Metro Vic, New South Wales or Queensland, but we're very honest. We're not the solution for everybody. But if you, your cousin, your husband, your brother, your sister um, is a tradesperson, very comfortable with a drill, it's honestly very easy. Check out the videos that we have online. Your base, All the shutters are pre-constructed and then deconstructed for shipping. All you have to do is put the frames together via Hoffman key, which just slides in, install the frame. All the hinges are already pre-attached, so all you've got to do is drop the pin between the hinges and you're done. Now, not all windows are perfectly square, unfortunately, whether it's a period home or a brand new build. But again, we can work with you through that. So unlike other online companies, we're not simple transactions like uh, a mug or a T-shirt. There is a whole level of support um, with our design consultants that you can fall back on, and they will work with you to make sure that you get the um, the perfect fit uh, or solution, I should say, for your windows. I think that's awesome because, you know, there's a lot of regional listeners uh, to uh, Undercover Architect and um, and trying to get somebody to come out is always challenging. But 
they're you know super happy to you know pop on Skype walk around their house and say hey this is the window can you tell me how? so the fact that they can do that with you guys and say all right where do I need to measure it can you talk me through how I put this order through is just going to give a whole new level of confidence and I find too that if you are thinking about this during the design phase or even early in the process of your construction you then can brief your builder and say hey I'm going to order these you know window furnishings can you make sure that you you know you include the price to install them so that it all just gets done as part of that building contract as well and that's another you know and then the builder then can know okay these window furnishings are coming so therefore this window has to be finished to this dimension um, and it's a criteria as part of them completing that work as well so it's all that integrated approach that really then facilitates everything seamlessly fitting together rather than you waiting for the builder to be finished um, and not realizing that the window wasn't square you know if a builder knows that they have to install a plantation shutter into that window they're going to make sure it's square because it's going to be a big yeah. headache for them if they don't. So. <laughs> Most definitely. I think you also um, brushed over a really important point. If you work with us ahead of time, if you've got a building loan or a construction loan and you're able to get our quotes and whatnot, you're able to incorporate a lot of the financing through your construction loan. Um, we do that. That's very often uh, very common that we do for customers where they'll get us to specify shutters or curtains throughout their house and they're able to incorporate it into the loan. So it's a – yeah, it's – Towards the end of a build, if you've never built before, finances can get stretched because you might have variations or cost blowouts or even when you're doing the foundation, all of a sudden you've built on a bit of rocks that you need to break. Who knows? Um, anyhow, by having it in your construction loan, you don't have to worry about it. You've done all the hard work and you're able to just know that you're going to get quality window furnishings at the end of your build. And you're not left with naked windows because there is nothing worse than just moving in and there's naked windows for months on end or weeks on end, whatever it is. Um, and if you don't believe me, just drive past some of these new estates and look through newspapers and blankets and yeah, all sorts of things. Sheets tacked up and everything like that. It's heartbreaking, yeah. isn't it? Because you, yeah, you've moved and what's in. The, what's and, the one thing you want to do as soon as you finish building, Amelia? You want to entertain. You want to show it off. Yeah, and never, oh. never think about building again. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you'll entertain, especially in Christmas. And then here's the window with the newspaper. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fantastic advice, Evan. Thank you. Now, we spoke in the beginning, we just touched on it again about how important it is to think about window furnishings during your design phase. And there are some really great things that you can do to incorporate greater functionality, far better aesthetics, you know, much nicer detailing. So I wanted to go through some of these with you because I think that if if people can understand sort of how they might improve their capacity to add window furnishings, um, that would be really good. So we've obviously got built-in pelmets. So how do you describe built-in pelmets to people when they ask what they are? Built-in pelmets are basically a cavity in your ceiling where you're able to hide your window furnishing. It's also very common these days to have a small built-in pelmet for LED lights um, even if there's a wall and there's no light. So for high-end homes, you'll find that that's being incorporated into the design and build. Um, but you can also do it for window furnishing, whether it's roller blind and a curtain. And you're able to have these long, flowy curtains just fall straight from the ceiling. I think it looks magical. It looks great. It's very popular. Um, check out Amelia's blog and have a look at the photos because they are great. Um, we did one with Dot and Pop, Eve from Dot and Pop. I'll send you a few photos of their projects. And incorporating the curtains and the roller blinds. And again, if you automate them, it just works for you. It's a thoughtless process in the sense that you're able to just go about your day, live in the home, and it happens automatically. That's if you automate them. Um, the other option that you should consider is recessed curtain tracks. We don't have that available online because it's something that we want to talk to customers through. Um, I'll probably create a query box that they can uh, 
put a query through. Otherwise, email us at info at diyblinds.com.au and ask us about it. Again, check out these photos from Amelia's uh, blog because they're going to be very popular. Recess curtain tracks just allows the curtains to be flowing straight from the ceiling down without having to build a cavity into your wall. If you're not working with a, a builder that's very uh, flexible or you don't, you're, you're struggling for height, so you don't want to drop your ceiling, then a recess curtain track is a perfect solution. But this is something that you need to consider during the build stage because you need to ensure that you have the right battens in place so that we can secure the curtains into correctly. And you also want to make sure that the plaster, uh, plaster works with us so that you're able to have a gap off the wall that's accurate to the curtains. And if you're wanting all those dimensions, because I can imagine people going, once I see the photos, oh, how do I achieve this? We'll provide that all to Amelia and you can, um, yeah, plan ahead. That's fantastic. And I think it is one of those, it's great that there's an, an alternative to doing the drop ceiling with the proper built-out um, recessed pelmet. I mean, we did that, I worked for Mervat for a very long time. We did in a lot of our high-end homes and apartment buildings because it does give you that ability to completely let the roller blind disappear um, within the line of the ceiling so that you don't see it over the top of the glass or to have that beautiful effect of not seeing the head of the curtain track at all and just when the curtain's particularly closed, you just get this lovely sheer wall of fabric that, you know, just looks gorgeous at the end of a space so um and it's great that that there are other ways to achieve that without it being a lot of drama in terms of the construction of your ceiling i think too this is not something that you have to necessarily do on every single window in your house and i often encourage homeowners to think about investing where it's really going to make a significant difference in the feel and the functionality and the quality of their life in their home and if you're spending you know sometimes 40 percent or more of your time in your home in your kitchen living dining area then just look at doing those windows and doors i mean the doors in your living area are likely to be the biggest doors in your house anyway because they're going to be creating that great big indoor outdoor connection exactly getting the window furnishings right there is going to be so key to the functionality the light the privacy the thermal performance so if you can just figure out the detailing for those so that you get the result that you want aesthetically and functionally and then look at a, you know managing your budget in other locations then that can be a great way to meet in the middle in terms of getting the result overall exactly i, th- I think that's the key as well in terms of um figuring out where you can apportion your budget. The other tip that I can give customers is that because we get window furnishing out quite quickly, you can always live in the space and just get the critical windows first, bedrooms, anywhere um, that's maybe straight facing, that's a living area that you need privacy. So obviously for bedrooms, you can get the roller blinds block out first and you can always add a sheer curtain later on or you can upgrade your um, block out roller blind to a double roller blind. So because you're able to order online, they come out fairly quickly, you do have the option to kind of Uh, Settle in, figure out what you need in that space in terms of light, privacy, as well as aesthetics, where you'll be entertaining, where it's important that you're able to make those investments. Now, you mentioned your electrical wiring and the opportunity for you guys to be able to send out your Molex cables at, uh, for the electrician at rough-in stage. Can you, um, if somebody's needing to retrofit that situation down the track, how difficult is that besides the fact that obviously you have to crack open some ceiling and, you know, quick hook it into a circuit something i do talk to homeowners about is if you can't afford it now at least put the wiring into a blank switch on the wall and then you can hook up to the you know the blind like run the cape run the cabling but then hook up the system that runs the blind itself or the curtains itself later how do you sort of talk people through that process in terms of what decisions they have to make now before construction starts versus what they might be able to retrofit later the cost difference is astronomical, especially when things like lintels get in the way, um, things are brick, double brick homes at the front of the facade. There's a lot of reasons. Just 
I want customers to, or your listeners to visualize this. Imagine putting wiring in pre-plaster. Then imagine putting wiring in after you've plastered, painted, and done everything else. Like, there's a big difference in cost and energy, and there's a reason for it. I completely agree that if you think that you might upgrade to automation later, wire it up. It's not going to cost you a great deal more from your electrician, um, but it will definitely cost you an astronomical amount with your electrician if they get into problems, if they're trying to wire up after the fact, especially if there's lintels, <laughs> voids, um, double bricks. Yeah. And you don't want it to be ugly. You don't, you don't want the wiring to be um, jarring that they're, that they're visible. You want them to be hidden or behind. Yeah, yeah definitely. Behind definitely. Now, um, before we jumped on when we were emailing, you mentioned how you're seeing some great success with floating shelves or built-in cabinetry that are actually allowing curtains to sort of stack behind them. Can you just talk through a bit more about what that, and we'll include some photographs on the blog so people can see that, the, but how are you seeing that having a really good impact in terms of the design finish of a space? I think architectural features is the word that I'm, the two words that I'm going to use here. There's a lot of things that you, you can achieve during your design phase that you can't achieve afterwards, such as making your floating shelves or your floating TV cabinet 150 millimetres away from the wall. That way your curtains can tuck in behind them. And as Amelia was uh, alluding to earlier, um, your curtains want to stack off of your window so that you maximize the connectivity. So you need that extra wall space. And sometimes the best way to do that is if there's a floating shelf in the corner or a bookcase or even a kitchen. I've seen the photo of Kyle and Kara's kitchen. They had it stacked, uh, they had it away from the wall by 150 millimeters. And that is an architectural feature because it's, it's something that has to be conceived and thought of prior to the build. Same thing with fireplaces, um, seating. So some people have built in seating or cabinetry. Um, some very cool things that you can do at that stage in terms of arch architectural features. Am I using that word correctly? I kind of feel like <laughs> might be using this word inappropriately or out of context. But it is—it's an architectural feature. It's yeah. something that you can only do with your architect, and in, in terms of the design phase, um, and in terms of the aesthetics, people will scratch. Like people will always want something that's unique, whether it's furniture or something in their home, lighting, furn uh, window furnishings. But something that people can't replicate are these architectural features, built-in shelvings that accommodates curtains, roller blinds, built-in palmets, um, recessed curtain tracks, all these things that has to be done, um, or not necessarily has to be done unless you've got an astronomical amount of money, but something that is very easy to do during the build stage. Yeah, and it's that thing I think of whilst everything's lines on a page, change is relatively cheap. So mm. it's um, – it's Oh, that's the amazing thing, Amelia. It's not that expensive, but the finish looks a million dollars. It makes your home look very high-end because someone has had to consider that and had that forethought to actually design it. But when it comes to the build stage, the builder's not going to charge you extra to have your floating shelf finish 150 millimeters off the wall. Yeah, it's um, and it is just that thing. If you if you're under construction and you're thinking about this, as long as you are at still at the frame stage, this is stuff that you can accommodate. Once the lining goes on your walls, then it's very difficult to start retrofitting structure into walls to take things that are going to be hanging off the walls to create the space for things to slide behind them and all of those kinds of decisions. So, um, you know, I encourage homeowners all the time bring all of your decision making forward because it just uh, opens up the world of opportunities in terms of the result that you're going to achieve for far less of an investment that you think it's going to take and it's like we've been saying these details really do make such a significant difference
difference in the feel of the, and the look of the home. And they're not um, that there's some really clever things that you can do if you do integrate them early. So you've got guides on your website about how to order. Um, and I just wanted to talk through because obviously you're not from this industry. You've stepped into this industry, translated experience from other experience, you know, customer experience, and which is is what I see actually achieve a lot of success for people generally because they just turn up in an industry and go, why does it need to be like that? It doesn't need to be like that. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who says it needs to be like that? So, um, but obviously ordering, you know, ordering blinds online, like I know I've, I've done it before you guys existed. We ordered our last raft of blinds for our last renovation. I did that all online, measured it all up, you know, and we installed it all. My husband's super handy. So, um, so, but it is something that people get really nervous about. They get really concerned that they're going to stuff it up. They're going to end up having invested all this money, have all the wrong products turn up. They're sized incorrectly. They're going to, and the mistakes on them. Um, how, how do you kind of help people navigate that nervousness? And, uh, you know, what do you recommend people who are hesitant to order this stuff online do to, I suppose, because everybody wants access to the lower prices and the more, you know, greater affordability for good quality products. How do you suggest they jump that hurdle of, of trying it out? It's, it's a funny topic that I touch on quite a bit, but ironically, our professional installers will make more mistakes than our mum and dad customers by far. We've probably had one and a half, two percent that last time I looked, which was six months ago, in terms of total mistakes throughout the life of the business. So it's been about three to four years now. That's mad. That's from, awesome. From customers. Yeah. And mind you, there's such a big level of to- there's a nine mil. Oh, sorry, there's a seven millimeter of tolerance for the roller blinds. Like we use quality componentry that allows you to extend the pin. There's there's just a lot of uh, tolerance when it comes to measuring your window furnishes. We don't tell you that though, <laughs> and we we tell you to give us the exact millimeters. But there is a level of tolerance, and often or not, mum and dad customers will measure, then remeasure, then remeasure again. Whereas some of our installers will measure, but um, are probably a little bit overconfident. So I'd like to encourage people to, to give it a go. Order one one window furnishing at a time, and just see how you go. I think you'll surprise yourself in terms of how easy it is, and how much you'll be able to save. Um, in regards to full houses, if some people have the time and the money, or sorry, some people don't have the time but have the money to pay for installation, we offer those services. If we're measuring for you, we will provide you a quote. You don't have to jump back online and, and process your order. If you send us your floor plans or if you work with us and we're helping you with the measurement, we can take that transaction so that you're not having to push it online and then re-enter things yourself manually. You'll be able to look at the quote that we provide you and go, yeah, okay. That's what I like. I'll sign off on it and that's it. So the other burden, I suppose, is for those who aren't as technologically literate. So some of the older demographics who aren't comfortable using a computer will think, oh, well, this is going to be too hard for me. We can help you with that. Um, There's a lot of ways we can facilitate that, whether we do the measure and then we just do the traditional way where it's a measure, quote, and then we install at a later date. So there's, there's a lot of options. But I do encourage customers that do feel a little bit of anxiety or a bit worried about um, doing it all, whether it's a shadow curtain or a roller blind. If you're looking at doing a whole house or multiple rooms, try one blind at a time. Majority of our customers will do one blind at a time. They'll love it and then they'll order for the rest of the home. I can't tell you how much of an emphasis it is for the team to make sure that the people who are ordering the one blind at a time receives the same amount of care whether they're ordering a whole house worth of blinds. Because what we find is the person ordering the one blind 
is that next person ordering the whole house of blinds uh, are next. And I think the fact that you can order samples, you can see what the fabrics look like in your house or sitting on your, you know, your pallet board with the other finishes that you're um, selecting and getting that, I, you know, I can't, I can't overstate how great it is to be able to get a quote for the total kind of fit out of your home with something like window furnishings when you're still early in your project so that you know it's in your budget, you know what you're looking at financially, you know whether you're going to have to juggle and stage it and perhaps just focus on certain rooms to start with. But at least you've got, rather than just getting getting left off the list altogether and pushed right to the back burner and you're going, oh, we'll just think about it when we move in, you at least know there's, there's this bucket of money that's attached to what those products are going to need to be so that you can then figure out how you're going to juggle that in your overall budget. So is there anything else? You've shared so much information with us and I can imagine your learning curve has been hugely <laughs> steep. I'm hearing you talk about all this terminology <laughs> and, and how all these things work. I can become the king of blinds in terms of <laughs> window furnishings and thinking about all these things. Oh, I'll, I'll touch on this. I'll, I'll, I'll interject here. The one thing that I've loved coming into an industry from outside of the industry is I've been able to demystify a lot of the reasons why you can't do things. And I'm like, why can't you do it? Um, I'll give you a classic example and something that we're known for changing um, in the curtain industries. We will recommend 99% of the time, unless it's a period home and you have ornate cornices, for you to mount your curtain tracks to your ceiling. Um, installers and other retailers will encourage customers to face fit it underneath the cornice, even if it's a 70 mil cornice. It drives me crazy. It looks so much, if it's a designer or an architect, or if it's that person's home, I guarantee they're going to do it from the ceiling. And people keep saying, no, you have to do it from underneath the cornice because it's easier to install, blah, blah, It's only marginally harder to install it from the ceiling. You may have to use a laser finder, uh, sorry, a stud finder to locate where all the fixing points are. But in terms of the effect, and I will provide photos, do check them out on Amelia's blog. But the, the difference in the, the finish is amazing. The cost difference is nothing. The cost difference to the install on the retailers, it takes a bit more time to install. Um, or if it's a DIY person, you will have to do a little bit more work. But the finish and the quality and the difference is hands down different. Um, so in terms of what you, you're talking about, all these things that I'm learning, I'm glad that I didn't come from the industry because I'm able to challenge a lot of the the misconceptions or a lot of the advertising and spin that gets put out there in the market um, and I'm also able to challenge the way people think in this industry because honestly it's antiquated and I, I just love that we're able to provide better value and more demystify a lot of the BS that's out there in the market and provide customers a solution that suits them not because it's easier for the retailer but because it's what the customer is actually requiring um, I don't know what industry I can compare it to but the Window furnishing industry has been ripe for disruption. It's There's so many players in the market. You've got wholesalers. You've got manufacturers in Australia. You've got manufacturers overseas. Then you've got retailers and franchises. And then you've got all these middlemen who are taking a margin. And, uh, yeah, we're not popular <laughs> within our industry, but we're definitely changing things up for the better. And I think too that that's the thing that's the most challenging thing for a homeowner is, and I see it in Facebook groups and forums all the time where people, 
get to that point of like, oh, I've got to get window furnishings. What do you recommend? Do I get this company around to do a site measure and sit and look through their books of fabric, you know, which is going to take me a couple of hours <laughs> that I don't have? Or do I go into this shop and do I take all my measurements with me? And it it is, it's like, if you've never done this before and it's not something you feel confident about, it's like, do I know how, if I've measured this up properly? Do I know if I'm choosing the right fabric? So I think that the fact that you make this so accessible for everybody, I just, um, I mean, running an online business myself, I feel like this is the, in every other industry, you know, people can sit on their sofa at 11 o'clock at night when they've finally got some bandwidth and some time to themselves and make some decisions that they need to. And yet the construction industry just puts a gate in front of them all the time to say, no, I'm sorry, you need to come here during business hours and uh, exactly. and, and make this happen. So I, I just think it's fantastic. And um, Can I add, Amelia, sorry to interrupt you, but even just looking at the fundamental structure of how the window furnishing is built, you've got these free measuring quotes. You'll hear it all the time on the radio. Free measuring quote will come out. First of all, the measure in the quotes already will be um, yeah, nothing's free. put into the price. <laughs> nothing's free. So that's already been factored into your price. In terms of the person giving you the free measure and quote, it's usually a beautiful person in a suit and tie or a dress who's a salesperson who's incentivized by commissions who probably has very little knowledge about window furnishings. There's been a lot of times where our competitors are sending backpackers who are only paid by commission at no base rate. That is rife in the industry. Um, and then you have all these pushy people in your home who won't leave and they'll tell you, again, 20% off if you buy now. But I guarantee if you don't buy now and you buy next week or the week after, they'll probably offer you 40% off. So just, yeah, it's really ripe for disruption. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why we've been so popular. We have not spent a dollar in advertising except for November ever in our history. So first time was in November. So we're only really now starting to scale, looking to hire and add more um, design consultants to the team. But we're excited about what we're able to do throughout Australia and just being able to provide quality window furnishings without the pushy salespeople in your face um, who can be overwhelmed. Because I guarantee once you, anyone that's bought window furnishings will know this. You get a pushy salesperson in your lounge room, they're pushy, pushy, pushy. Then you say yes to whatever you, you, you're saying that you're going to buy. Then you have to wait another week or two weeks for a person to actually come out and measure, the installer to come out and measure. Rather than us sending out salespeople, we'll send out installers. We'll send out people who are knowledgeable. They're not going to come in a suit and tie. They might be a bit rough around the edges. They're blue collar. But they're lovely people and they know their stuff. With the colors and the choices in terms of which product's right for you, what color best accentuates your little trinkets, our design consultants are all trained to help you with that. Um, Hence why we're probably, like it's, it's honestly chalk and cheese. I can't be more excited about 2020, working with beautiful people like Amelia and just getting the word out there. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, and the fact that people can send you their drawings and talk with you at the design phase too is something that I think is really powerful and really important. A huge opportunity for people to start integrating these uh, details and finishes and things like that and getting it getting it right so that they, you know, I my, um, my father and my stepmother recently moved into a, an apartment that they bought off the plan and it had wall-to-wall glazing at the end of their living space and then they came and installed or they moved they basically came and saw it sort of pre-contract and then they came back to move in they were moving up from Sydney and they installed vertical blinds that were in four panels so the two outer stayed in place while the two middle ones slid off the side to cover the two side ones so you literally lost half yeah. of the visibility <laughs> and I mean it's, it's a compact apartment and you lost half the visibility out of this one stacking sliding door at the end so their first order of business was to have to tear out this you know these vertical 
panel blinds and find something else to install that was going to work better. And like it's that's the thing is you don't you don't want to limit your options and you don't want to limit is what's possible for this home, whether you're building or renovating, that you've invested all of this effort, love, energy and money in achieving and and the window furnishings be the thing that then drives you lets mental you every day yeah. and lets you down. It is a whole well nother layer and of your palette. It's a whole nother layer of your interior finishes and feel. And um, it needs to work functionally. They're not just dressing. They can work thermally for light, for privacy. You know, they're a huge advantage in that regard. And I think that, um, yeah, it's just really exciting to talk to you because there's so much great information on your website to just educate people about this industry and about how to make good choices when it comes to their window furnishing. And uh, it's just really lovely to be able to share you with the UA community because they know they're going to be really excited to be able to check you out. So thank you so much for your time, Evan. I'm really, really grateful. And uh, thank you for your generosity and all the information that you provided. My absolute pleasure, Amelia. Well timed. I think I'm at like 5%, but I could talk to you for days. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thanks so much. (laughs) Thank you. I do hope that you enjoyed listening to both parts of my conversation with Evan. As I said, I really wanted to include the full chat. I just thought that there was this is such an uh, an important area of interior design and something that is just not really thought about or spoken about in the process unless you're working closely with an interior designer. Many homeowners aren't aware that this is something that you can incorporate into your interior design choices and selections and kind of design thinking. So, And there's so much opportunity for you to really get a great result when you think about how you're going to exercise the full potential and optimize it. So, um, you know, and because it's a decent, it can be a decent investment to do an entire home with your window furnishings, I want to make sure that you make the most of it and you get it right and make it worthwhile. So I do hope that you're also noticing a pattern in the messaging throughout this whole season of the Interior Design Basics podcast season. You know, the think about this during the design phase of your home, don't leave it until the last minute (laughs) message that we seem to keep repeating. Um, I do feel like we've been banging on about it a lot, but hopefully you're seeing just the significant difference that it can make when you slow down your design phase a bit, when you think about what else you're going to need to make decisions about and you bring all of that decision-making forward into your design phase. You know, people just race through getting plans drawn up for their new home or renovation, uh, trying to get that into council as quickly as possible, getting it to the builder, getting construction started, and then making selections on the fly based on when they're required to do it. And you miss so many beautiful opportunities when you do it that way. You put yourself under a huge amount of pressure and stress. You potentially miss out on the things that you want to have in your home and you'll limit the opportunities and the outcome that you can create. So if you can bring this decision-making forward, if you can really think about it, then you can create a truly integrated approach in the whole design of your home that just creates such a beautiful environment for you overall. So head to the show notes. I've got links and resources there. We've got images that Evan referred to as well. You're going to learn the link. You're going to be able to learn more about Interior Design 101. I've been mentioning this every episode. I hope that you've checked it out. It's a self-study, fantastic online course that will help you gain clarity and confidence for the interior design of your future home. Evan's also included a, a unique member benefit for uh, members of Interior Design 101 that will give you a fantastic saving on your DIY blinds orders and uh, can potentially pay for the cost of the, of the Interior Design 101 course. So, um, yeah. So check that all out and the links for all of that are in the show notes. Now, in my next episode, I have Craig Thomas from Caribou. I 
this episode's going to be brilliant because Craig has actually been in the lighting industry for over 20 years and Caribou is a fantastic business that I've worked with for probably 15 years now uh, and I've known Craig for all of that time, worked with him really closely on lighting design and selections uh, and he is a clever bunny when it comes to uh, information and knowledge around lighting design and selections. He's passionate super knowledgeable and he's got so 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 much uh, experience and expertise to share in this upcoming episode so be sure to listen into that next time we're going to talk about some of the spaces that we haven't talked about when it comes to lighting design and how to really think about this as a holistic approach to your home and of course designing it in early so that you can get it right now as always huge gratitude to you thank you for tuning in I hope that you're sharing this season uh, these episodes with all that you know that might be thinking about their interior design for their home it's been a chunky season and I would love for as many homeowners to benefit from it as possible so that we can really make sure this information is reaching the right ears and uh, you know being super helpful and so please spread it far and wide and share it with those that you know so that uh, they can get the information that they need Thank you for letting me be your secret ally and uh, until next time, bye.